This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We talk about threesomes, going abroad, and being considered the little sister. Check it out, enjoy it, share it with friends. Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, Sam York Lazar, every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how this keeps getting bigger. You, the listener, encouraging a friend to listen as well, telling them about these emails and the advice and the stories and the fun that we have here, let them know. Let them know. And I got to say, I, I'm on Snapchat, JTrain56. I'm on Instagram, at Jared Freed. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jared Freed. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Anytime you guys show me how you're listening, where you're listening, it feathers my nuts. Oh, baby. Papa JT feels it oh so good because it's oh so wrong that you take that feather and you just go up and down the seam. Sometimes you guys go too low and hit the anus. And I'm like, oh, look at you, listener. That's when the car, when it's a full car of people and you write new listeners. That's that's that feather going a little too, too low, too deep, too hard. <laughs> I feel very weird with you making this just solid <laughs> eye contact with me the whole time while you're telling me. Uh, the whole feather uh, thing. Also, I, anytime a guest comes on, I just stare them. Yeah, deep you just stare. You just staring too. While far. I just get I a, can't fe- do it. a feather fest. It's too real. J Train, Papa <laughs> JT, Uncle J Train, the King of Brunch, <laughs> the Climax Czar, Omelet Overlord, all here. So listen, keep spreading the word. Keep telling your friends. And I, I do have to go into it every episode. Um, I'll take my 30 seconds. If you're having va- if you're finding some value out of this podcast, we are on Patreon. And I want to let you know about Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. You can sign up for different levels of membership. For a buck, you get the the, the website and the blog, and we're doing we're also doing you know behind the scenes write-ups after every episode, and we're also doing um we're taking the hypotheticals we do here and I'm putting them on Patreon. We're all having a discussion there. For five dollars, you get a bonus podcast every month at the very least. Uh, for ten dollars, you can every Sunday I get a mound of questions over Snapchat. We're taking all those personal advice questions. If you have a something that you just need someone to ease your Sunday scaries, Sunday weirds, if you need someone just to tickle your 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 tailbone. J Train's gonna do it for ten bucks a month. He'll be your personal life coach and help you out over there. So, and then of uh, the 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 feathering of all featherings is I'll do a Bumble Tinder makeover for about twenty bucks a month. So go on Patreon.com/slash Jared Freed if you're finding value in this podcast in your life. Get a little more out of it. Give back to the community because all the money, it's like you're shoveling coals into the engine of the tra- J Train. <laughs> that's it's not going to you know i'm not going my brunch on this dough it's going back into the funny yeah. so you guys give to patreon it comes right back to you with better quality content and production value and videos and podcasts and guests and that's all coming and if you're a patreon member you get free tickets for you and a guest to the live j train podcast october 3rd 
live J Train podcast at the world famous Comedy Cellar Village Underground Room. It's a big room. We got to fill it up. It's the 3rd of October. 3rd of October. Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. Come, bring a crew. It's going to be fun. We're getting special guests. We're going to get some gets. Big time names. So we're already working on it. We're going to release names as the weeks come out. But October 3rd, I want you there with the crew. We're going to do a live hello, hypotheticals, emails, special guests. It's going to be fantastic. Also, this is my announcement section. Let's get through them. J Train voicemail. We're going to hear a new vo- a voicemail at the end of this podcast. It's up and running. The number, 347-669-8252. That's 347-669-8252. That's the J Train Podcast voicemail. Anything you want, leave it on the voicemail. We'll get to it at the end of the episode. Also, I'm coming to some places. Uh, I'm calling that number. You call it up. I will. It's a spe- And there's a special voicemail response for me. I can't wait. So... Also, 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 Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club in San Antonio, 10, uh, October 18th and 19th. Comics come home at the Boston Garden, uh, November 18th. Mohegan Sun, uh, November 24th and 25th, right after the Thanksgiving holiday. Very excited about today's guest. You heard him chime in already. He's a, he's a new OKP. He's back, he's back again. Boom. Pum- pumped to have him. Boom. Mo Ammer, thank What's you for up? coming on. I mean, I'm so happy to be here, bro. Such I a pleasure. Wait. I couldn't wait. I can't wait for these questions. I'm it, chomping at the bits. We got questions. To hear Mo, what people are going all through. All of you need to go follow Mo right now, at Real Mo Ammer on Twitter and Instagram. He's going to be tonight. This comes out Tuesday, the 12th of September. Mm-hmm. Tonight you're doing shows at the Village Underground or the or I'm Comedy at the cellar. cellar. Yeah, I'm at the Cellar. Yeah. And you're doing uh, your own hour. Yeah, I'm doing my own hour at the uh, at the uh, yeah at the, at the uh, Fat Black. Yeah, it'll be uh, yeah it'll be one of the partner locations at the you know. It'll be great. Yeah, you can get tickets at www.comedycell.com. I think the first show is sold out. Well, actually, the first show is sold out. Second show is very close to getting sold out. So, so right now, get on that. You got to get on that. And I'll be at Phoenix uh, House of Comedy all week, Wednesday House through Saturday. House of Comedy Wednesday through Saturday. Mm. On the road. And I, I mean, you just did. And to tell the listeners, Mo is fantastic. You all should go see him. He's so much fun to watch on stage. Uh, it's a party. It's a great, it's great to watch you. And you Thank always, you, it kills, kills. Kills. Brings that Kill. fire. <laughs> you just opened for Dave Chappelle at yeah. Radio City Music Hall for a month. Yeah. What was that like? What's the, what, what's the, the, the most crazy memory you have? Man, it's hard to pick. So I was on, he had like 16 shows. I did seven of those shows. Yeah. Six of those shows. And I was there from like 90% of them just hanging out and uh-huh. being there. Uh, but man, it was hard to, hard to like, man, Chance the Rapper, probably like the 17th with Chance the Rapper. John Stewart was a secret special guest. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably like a, one of my favorite nights because my mother was there. Dave's mom was there. Yeah. Like everybody was together feeling and just getting those words of wisdom from like uh, John Stewart. He walked up to me and said some shit that just like, you know, stuff that I'll keep for myself, you know. Of course. Like, for a future, you know, like it was just amazing. It was just the vibe, the feeling, what he was going through, you know, leaving the Daily Show and him just kind of like wondering where he's going and it's what he needs. It's such a weird and, moment. It's got to yeah. be you're sitting there going, John fucking Stewart. And he's talking to you as a peer. Yeah. It's insane. It's right? insane. I mean, not only that, but he's just like uh, recognizing the things that I'm doing, which always feels good. Like when you're doing your job, yeah. you consider yourself a professional, been around for a long time. And when somebody of the likes of John Stewart, yeah, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like when it, like someone from the board. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> the boardroom comes exactly. down and goes, "Listen, kid, you're doing the right thing." The board of trusted artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk, <laughs> you know, walk over to that legendary icon himself. It's you know? funny because like in comedy, yeah. you know, no one's in suits. Nobody like there's no there's levels, but there's no set out levels. Like everyone no. at, at a company knows the CEO. Yes, but in comedy, you just there's these people that are CEO level, right? That you just want them to come up to you and go. Good job, kid. Yeah, exactly. You know, and give exactly. you a little pat on the back. The best thing is that there was some industry standing there trying to talk to me, mm. and he literally like shoved the industry out of the way to tell me what he wanted to say, and it was that was like the perfect thing that could happen. In that, that situation. I mean, that guy. <laughs> I, I mean, it was cool. It was I, cool. I, I was at the cellar one night, and mm-hmm. I did a spot, and I came off stage, and he was there, and he was like, right. "Great stuff." He like he said something nice. Then he went on stage. I watched. I'm like, "Oh my god, fucking John Stewart!" And then I'm watching him. And then he was like hanging out afterwards, and it's fun to see someone who's like such a big time name just be a dude. Yeah, exactly. Like just a guy's guy. He was sitting there talking, shooting the shit, being cool. It was just like 
you know, those are the fun moments where yeah, you're like, oh, you're just like us. Yeah, there's one thing about being like, um, just being one of the guys, but also another thing to desire to be around the guys. Yes. You know, like you could tell he's the guy that's just like, man, you know, I quit the show. I, uh, Sitting there, I'm still being creative, still doing that, but I'm with my kids all day, and I miss like-minded people, and uh, I need you guys just as much as you need me. Yeah, you know they're... that's that's what feels good. Is he's not like uh, I don't need you fuckers. You know, he just when he walks off. He's not no, doing he's us like, a favor by hanging no, out. He's yeah. hanging out, being like, ah oh, man, this is good yes. to be back, back at the you know the the, the back in the club. I, I mean, the, the the it's just a fun, cool thing, and I'm pumped to have your Mo Ammer at Real Mo Ammer on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow, support House of Comedy Phoenix tonight at the Comedy Cellar. Let's do some emails. You ready? Let's do it, man. Let's make it happen. Super pumped. By uh, the way, the whole entire Radio City music run was incredible. You know? Crazy. It's not just that just that moment. That was a special moment to me. My moment with Dave's mom was incredible. Well, it's funny because like, you're so, so used yeah. to being around Chappelle that just yeah. being around Chappelle would be enough. Right. But you you know, that's a buddy of yours. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. And he also desensitized me to what it is and just like, you know, you walk into a green room and Jennifer Lawrence could be there. You never yeah. know. You, you, know? you don't a- know what kind of artist is going to be waiting there talking to Dave. And that's what also that I'm so impressed with him. He has just across the board. You're, it's so interesting to see the amount of fans, but not only the amount of fans, but how diverse his fan base is. I mean, it's within the collective of artists that he's, you know, Hollywood or whatever. It's pretty crazy. Even yeah. over that, the course of that month when he was like doing those shows at Radio City, like I was hosting a lot at the cellar. Yeah. And he was showing up a lot. And, like, even him, he was, you know, he was hanging around just being, like, a normal guy. Like, he didn't have that, like, he, it felt like he really liked being around comics. Right. Like, and being in the... He does. And and then he came, I remember that night that we were there, it was like, I hosted, one comic went, then you did, like, five, and then brought him on stage, and then he did, like, two hours. Yeah, that's right. And then, like, people, you know, they don't, there was, because he was there so much, people were kind of, like, half, like, maybe he'll show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then it's it's kind of like you're waiting on a ghost to haunt you. (laughs) You He's He just, I love... I never get tired of how crazy the audience goes. Never. never. I mean, but that night specifically, you talk about the wide range of a fans. Yeah. Like there were everyone went wild, but then in the back, I remember he went up and he was like, he was just literally like Will Sylvans was just pitching him news items. Right, right, right. And he was just riffing on news items. You're like, I can't believe I'm listening to him just like talk about today's you know headlines. Right. And in the back, there was like one uh, older black woman who just kept going, "Get him, Dave." <laughs> get him, baby! Get him, Dave! And, get him. And, and like, like if Trump came out, get him, Dave! And like, then he would like have a measured response, and he would like have like a like a really cool thought on whatever topic was. And then all of a sudden, some guy, it was this, uh, it was like an Indian kid. He was walking. It's like after he's having this profound political thought, this Indian kid who's like he was really short, and he was afraid of being seen. Right. So then he like walks across because to go to the bathroom you have to walk across the whole club. Sure. And he ducks to walk across, and Dave just looks over and is like, "What is going on here?" And then he looks at he goes, "What are you doing?" At some point, over and he starts talking to this Indian kid who's like obviously a just like the older black one, just this other like this young NYU kid. Right. And then he says, "Let me. What's your name?" And his name was something like Sad Butt. Sad Butt. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. As I, I told him, was uh, the doorman told me, yeah, that kid's name is Sad Butt. And I was like, shut up, man. And he showed me his reservation. It was S A D B U T T. That's how his name is spelt. And the funniest part is his middle name. Was yes, so it was sad, but you know, that shit was just like. <laughs> and hilarious. Dave at, finds this, you know, diamond in the rough and starts looking at his ID. Yeah, and then it turns from like this like profound political conversation to let's just have some fun with the name Sad Butt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he can riff on anything, man. He's so unbelievable. He's, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Let's do some emails. You ready? Let's do it. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Mo Ammer at Real Mo Ammer. Twitter and Instagram, House of Comedy in Phoenix, Comedy Cellar tonight, threesomes. That's the topic of today? That's the topic of this email. That's My dearest J-Trey. All right. Oh, sexiest of the Jews. A fellow douchebag. <laughs> oh, a fellow douchebag needs your help. My girlfriend and I, both 22 years of age, are struggling with some very deep issues. We want to have a three-way, but the Tinder Bumble Wells are dry, leaving us dehydrated and thirsting for that delicious milk and honey, a.k.a. vagina, a.k.a. that motherfucking sweet pussy. (laughs) Yahweh, please give us your wisdom on how to find some delicious vagine. 
This guy is. I'm concerned for him for many reasons. I mean, this, this <laughs> when he said uh, deep issues in the beginning, and you kept going with the email, I was like, yeah, that's that's. It sounds uh, sounds like he does have. Sounds some like deep I wrote issues. this email. He's like, what? <laughs> well, no, he's just saying called you Yahweh. So I was yeah. just like, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> what do you, what do you think? Have you ever been in a three way situation? Have you ever tried to you know make these things happen? Um, you know, why are you going to be asking me these questions? I'm listening. I'm going to bring it to the guests first. I'll, I'll go into my own thing. Yeah, there's, uh, yes, I am. I know some things about this world. Let's okay. How would you set it up if you're him? He, first of all, he's with his girlfriend, right? Yes. That's the, that's the weird thing. They're probably going to break up after this. I can't, mean, can't real. last. It's like, first of all, they're 22. It's not like they're, you know, in their thirties and mature and yeah. like, even then they're going to have a hard time. It's like, who are you going to pick? You're going to pick your fucking next door neighbor. You're going to see this bitch every day. Like, totally. Hey, remember when I just stick my dick in your mouth and my girlfriend's mouth? Yeah. Absolutely. Still kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. In the moment you feel that way, but I'm sure like, you know, it's gotta, it's got, it's He's, all about the, who's the, who's the third party and what's going to happen. And what are their deep rooted issues? This has well. to sound this. Ha- I mean, obviously this relationship will end. Obviously they're just looking for their, it's kind of what this is really when you start talking about the threesome with the mm-hmm. girlfriend it's basically like okay what's our last finishing move you right. know like our last hurrah <laughs> this is them driving off the cliff at the end of the yeah, exactly, movie they're gonna go for it at the end <laughs> they're just gonna get it going but i i do have to say that and yeah. this is gonna be a weird analogy with any threesome right. situation from the guy's point of view sure i can only speak for men like if it's a woman if you're a girl listening Listen, you have uh, the, you, there are Some pluses and minuses, yeah. and there's pluses and minuses to being male or female. Sure. The plus for a female is if you want a threesome, you can freely bring that up at any fucking time as long Anytime. as it's another chick. Over T. <laughs> yes. Or and even if it's another dude, you, we can go no, but I'm happy that you're fucking freaky and fun and whatever. Right, right, right. Um, but for a guy in this situation, you and this is a weird analogy, I know. You have to treat it like it's your kid, who's it's your child. Who's trying to choose what to eat, and you want to have a little nibble, right? <laughs> so, okay. so, so if you're into chicken McNuggets and you're at McDonald's with your kid, and the kid's like, "I want apple slices," you'll be like, "Yeah, apple slices are great, but McN- I, my favorite's McNuggets." I, you yeah. have to be the puppet master. Yeah, is what yeah. I'm saying. It feels like a quarter pounder. Like he has a quarter pounder and he has a Big Mac. He's just being gluttonous now with a Big Mac. <laughs> and he's just fucking putting those two putting amazing those two together. juices together. That's but, what's happening. But I'm saying that this guy. He, he doesn't want just fucking, you know. The girlfriend a, who. The, the vegan. and the, No, he wants the whole. He wants it all. He wants the cheesecake on the side. Yeah. So this guy, what you need to do is you have to make it the girl's responsibility to find the person. Because nothing good can come out of you having an opinion on who she picks as a lady. Because, sure. like, let's say he's like, sure. Because with the threesome situation, if the guy was, if 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 she's like, well, what do you think of that girl? And he's like, oh, she's so fucking hot. And then it turns into they fuck the jealousy and now, thing. The is jealousy an issue, thing. For you, sure. You have to make it so anything she says, they should just it's go to her. Vegas and uh, pony up for a hooker. That's what. They that's. Do. I mean, that's gonna yeah. be the cleanest and the the least strings attached. Exit. Option. Yeah. Exit. Yeah. Quick but exit. My advice to anyone in this situation where the girl's like, yeah, I would be into it. You have to make it. Her thing. You can't be like, oh, you're into it, and then go start playing. Oh, I got the perfect girl. Right. You're like, right, now right, it's right. like you've planned this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You need to make everything her idea. Absolutely. And it, it should to be, be her idea. She has to pick it. She has to take, you know, the whole thing. You have to come in agreement of what you both like. Her, yeah, but her type is your type at this point. Yeah, of course. If she's like, I like girls uh, with one leg, you're like, oh, that's yeah. what I've always dreamed of. Yeah. I just kind of <laughs> interesting. It would be interesting. You know, maybe a one legged. Woman in a threesome, yeah, would create you know less obstructions. That's called the two and a half some less. <laughs> J Train less Pod- obstructions in the view. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Mo Ammer at Real Mo Ammer on Twitter and Instagram. They Hello? have to be in a really strong relationship, though. I'm still on the threesome thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's got to be strong. Got to be strong. And he didn't tell us his deep rooted issues. Like we don't know what the fuck is going on in their life. They got deep rooted issues, so that's well. His deep rooted issue is that they need a threesome. Is that, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's sure. uh, they're driving off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the end of the relationship. Look, it party. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you pick. Strippers now. and cocaine. Just fucking you pick it. She picks it. Doesn't fucking matter. You're obviously both driving off a cliff. <laughs> Make sure you enjoy it. Be in the moment and, and don't come uh, and too then quick. Repent. That's and the biggest. It's the worst ending to a threesome. You have a lot of horrible filth on you after that. <laughs> Hello, J Train and fantastic guests. I'm going to cut right to the issue, Train. I think emailing you is enough nut feathering for one day. I will try and keep this <laughs> short and sweet. I was talking to a guy, so it's a chick email. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
And I thought we really hit it off from the start. He was great. I felt like we had a lot in common. He expressed that he was really like me. Felt like he was making a lot of time, uh, a lot of the first moves to begin with. Then one day we were talking about where this was going because it was seemed like we were together. And he said, I'm just not ready to be in a relationship. He went on about how it wasn't me and it was him and blah, blah, blah. Then we just stopped talking. To me, I think of that as uh, he is not interested in me and I should just move on and forget about him. And But I'm so confused on what happened. It's now a few months later after that happened and we talked occasionally throughout the week and hook up occasionally when we are together. I feel like we have a good time and enjoy each other's company, but it's feeling like it's just friends with benefits. I'm starting to date other guys because I'm not sure what he wants and if he's just using me for the hookups. I can honestly say I do not want to date other guys, but I also don't want to keep waiting around until he is ready to be in a relationship because I still do not want do not even know what the hell I'm just not ready to be in a relationship means. Is that a guy's way of saying I'm not interested at all? P.S. This guy just told me, uh, this guy told me to listen to your podcast, so he's obviously a good guy. Thank you for the help uh, in advance, and thank uh, for your podcast to get me through to and from work. What do you think? I definitely think he's fucking at this point. I'm sorry, but that's what's happening. He's not ready to get in a relationship. He could be scared, but it, feel, it feels to me, mm. it feels to me that he's just winning. You know, he's just getting what he needs and he's afraid yeah. to get in a relationship. He's enjoying her company, obviously. He's not just doing it just to have sex alone because he is enjoying her company because he was initiating it. Mm-hmm. And that probably scared him off because he's, you know, living his life and doing whatever. Yeah, commitment's a big, like our generation, our age group, these like 10 years right now, commitments, we're all commitment phobic. This, this, isn't the, this is a very normal thing for everyone our age. We're not committing to jobs or companies or even foods. We get tapas instead of a fucking, (laughs) you know, an order, you know, for dinner. So, you know, look at where we're all moving. Um, The one thing I'll say to her is like, I can't change her how she feels because how she feels is how she feels. But some perspective is that she's like, using me for the hookup. Generally, guys aren't using for the hookup with someone like this. Where they're not ready to be able, they're using you for the emotional stability, right? You know, like right. you, you know, you're not usually going back. To, like I, I don't keep going back to the well of the girl I'm not ready to be in a relationship with, but I do like texting because of the fucking. You know, I That's can wha- I can whack off and get off on my own in my on my own without her for those needs. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. It's usually it. to like to say to her like listen, you make me feel good because you give me attention and you're a nice person, but the not ready for a relationship is him saying maybe I could do better. Maybe there's a better fit. Maybe there's someone that's out there that's better than this situation that you present to me. And that sucks to hear, but for her where she's at this point it's kind of like the but that's two- for her benefit too. You got to move on. But th- this is the yeah. thing: she needs to make herself uh, more of an Everest and less of a landing pad. Okay, yeah. So th- this is kind of advice th- th- the way I see it from this email because I've been in this situation. I've been this guy where I'm like, I'm not ready for a relationship. Two girls that are perfectly great and fun and awesome, and then they kind of just will wait there and be like, "Well, I'm ready." And it's like, no, guys, she's wa- doing the right thing by moving. By moving on. Yes. yes. She needs to move on because what guys want is to say, oh, I jumped out of my ball, my ballpark. I, I climbed the thing that couldn't be climbed. I, it's, it's more of an ego thing for us than it is to say, because if she says, yeah, listen, I'm ready to go when you are, guys are very, aren't usually turned on by that. Right. We want to look and say, yeah, she wouldn't be with me. And then she realized how great I am and how good I am at fucking and how huge this penis is. And this she was like, I got to be with her. You know what I mean? So yeah. right now when she says that, like, I'm, uh, I also don't want to keep waiting around. Waiting around, girl, is just not hot to guys. Right. Girl who's on her way and saying, you're either with me or you're not, is hot to guys. Right. So the only way to rearrange this is to rearrange the perspective. And it's for her to go and say, listen, you need to be not afraid to lose this fucking guy. Right. And and maybe he's a good guy, and I agree, he's probably a good guy. He's probably a lot like me and you. She's got to be not afraid to. I mean, excuse me, afraid to lose this guy. Is that what you said? I'm saying she needs to not afraid to lose him. So yeah. like saying to him, hey, uh, what's going on right now? I enjoy talking to you, but I'm not enjoying this setup we have. Right. Which includes us hooking up randomly when you can't find better. So I'm going to start dating and I'm going to stop texting with you as much as that's going to hurt. That's the best thing she can do. That's the best thing she can do. Period. Move on. Because 
Stone I'm Cold. Not say, I'm not saying he's going to come back, yeah. but if he does come back, that's it will the be only with, circumstances. That's the only way he does. Because yeah. yeah. right now he's saying, "All right, I got this chick on the back burner while I go and test out, you know, better, you know." And bas- she's not a back burner chick. That's no. the whole fucking point. That's the whole point. Okay. And, and that's it, the whole point. He, you are not a back burner. You don't put baby in the corner. Yeah, this is the truth. Do not put baby in the corner. And, and I think for her, it's you one go. of the, it's what's her ca- name. We we don't know your names, names on this podcast. But I I do I hear where she's coming from because she's like not ready for a relationship. You're doing all the relationship stuff. You asking what are we is basically saying is saying to the guy, oh, you're not an animal anymore. You're right. a house kitten. Right. <laughs> you know that is you it's not the you don't scare guys girls always say the term scaring him away yeah. you're not scaring him away you're showing him the reality that he's not out on the fuck trail anymore he needs to just be like look if she makes him feel like a lion all the time he's not it, gonna need you to. gotta you make a make dude feel, feel like a lion make him feel like a fucking lion and and that is like a very just make him feel great, so good yeah that is a great point but it's so hard to do because you have to be Uber confident, and you have to be like, yeah, this is the best meat this lion's ever going to find. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, this is amazing. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Mo Ammer. Late 20s help. Nice. Hey, Train. Recently met a girl at the bar who was friends with a girl I went to college with. The girl I know from college and I were very good friends during school. We didn't keep in touch after because we lived in different parts of the country. The girl from the bar told me that my college friend always spoke about me and said I was a good guy. I felt like I hit it off with a girl who knew my friend from college, but I'm confused on how to on how how to approach. This is the easiest way. You got a recommendation. Yeah, exactly. You're in. You're in. She doesn't seem like she's his friend from college is not the one that's going after him anyway. The yeah, the the move just the, pop in, son. The move is Facebook friend request with a note saying, "Hey, great meeting you the other night. F- found you through our mutual friend. We should get drinks next week. Let me know when you're free." That's great. And for sure his friend from college doesn't have any feelings for him or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and also she's going to what's going to happen is this girl is going to go to the friend be like, hey, just ask me out. And she's gonna go. This is awesome. That's what you need. Based on based on what he his email sounds like, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah, and it's you should it, do it, it immediately. Immediately, and also, we don't need you know what is there how to approach approach. Get into it. Get dirty. Don't feel ashamed. And also, drinks first. Oh, 100 percent. Weekday drinks, baby. We're sponsored. Yeah, weekday drinks are. That's the move. Out. Yeah. Blue Apron. Love a Blue Apron sponsorship. For, it's the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. Cooking together, brailed strong. Hey, listen, they got great meals and all this stuff. Here are the re- th- reasons you want to buy it. Two reasons that I love Blue Apron. Okay? Accomplishing a goal. Very few times in your life after college. College, take the test, you know, get the material, take the test, get the grade you deserve. That's not how life works out. Mm-hmm. Blue Apron gives you the material. You take the test. You compare it to the pictures. You've accomplished a goal. That feels good. Opening and shutting cases doesn't happen a lot. A lot of time, life is vague and goes on and on and on with no ending until your fucking eyes go shut and you don't even realize it's over. Boom. Blue Apron gives you a beginning, middle, and end to make you feel good about your day. Also, portion control. Very tough to cook for yourself, okay? With Blue Apron, you're not eating as much as you would if you were to go to the grocery store where you're going to act like a big piece of shit pig. I'm doing this immediately. Number three... It'll get you blown. <laughs> cook for a girl. <laughs> yeah. Or or get you eaten out. Cook for a guy. Cook for a girl. Oh, you were in the kitchen all day. Sit back. Sit back. Sit back. Take this blowjob. Yes. Take this conolingus. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash JTrain. That's blueapron.com slash JTrain. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash JTrain, blueapron.com slash JTrain. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. It'll get you laid. We got a hypothetical. Boom. Sup, JTrain. Here's a hypothetical for you. Love your nuts. Have a feather. 
Would you rather have a dope job where you travel the world, make good money, meet celebrities, and work with cool people, but you have a tame personality and personal life? Like regret, like regret not going out more, settling for a seven six seven wife, and living in a boring town. Seven six seven face body personality. Right. The ratings. Or nine nine nine. You have a nine 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 girl who you can choose to marry at any time. Awesome friends, smart and attractive children, and if you choose to have them, live in a cool city. But having a nine a nine to five motherfucking desk job that doesn't interest you whatsoever and never quite pays enough. I feel like on some level this is something a lot of people choose between. Shit. So you either have the best uh well, I don't job, like this world. Best job yeah. with mediocre life or great life with mediocre job. I mean, it's about life, right? Right. I think so too. I mean, it's about life at that point. What what gives you the best life? This is not generally how things happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if generally... you have a fucking gangster ass job, you don't ever end up with a seven six seven. Right? <laughs> and, and if you, you have, have like a fucking me- break, but also like all the, all the stuff translates. Your hypothetical is bullshit. <laughs> it also translates. Like if you're not happy in your job, you usually not happy in other places of life you take right. it out in other places of your life exactly you drink more you you know you get you, exactly. you, know, you try to you he has try a 999 wife but he beats her every three days <laughs> yeah. and, and fucking life. hates his children and the, yeah and the, the kids are crying every night yes so, i mean i'm going with the 999 wife and the i deal with the nine to five because i would come home to this like amazing right thing yeah, but I'm just wondering about all the financial issues that they're having that they're arguing about at home. <laughs> this is the truth. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Job that never pays enough? You got to add that on top of that? Yeah, the, sh- the job guy's already happy. Just say he's unhappy and he makes a decent living. Yeah, he's unhappy. <laughs> fucking just add this other thing. <laughs> Obviously going to fight. Whoever yeah. wrote this has never been married in a real fucking relationship their entire life <laughs> and uh, lives in a fantasy world. I'm yeah, sorry. The, fuck the money your thing is, is an interesting thing. Like We got to fix this hypothetical. His, his hypothetical should be you have a job that pays everything off, but you don't like it. Right. With everything else is great. Yeah, phenomenal. Or a job that is stars and celebrities and travel, but sure. your your life is somewhat mediocre. Miserable. Yeah. No, I would I would take two then too. I'm taking the the life stuff too. Because I would just sit at work. All day just on Facebook anyway. hundred fucking percent. <laughs> I would do whatever. I would just do the minimum that is required to pass and can keep my job. That's I it. think this is a good email for you. you. And by the way, if you're in a fucking amazing relationship with a dope ass family and everything, they're going to get you out of that job. Yeah. They're going to be like, you know what, dad? We want you happy. We want more you know? for you. You're going to be fucking wildly successful. So I take the other other side 100%. You're going to eventually collapse and fall with the other hypothetical <laughs> question. Struggles abroad. All right, let's do it. You travel abroad a lot. All the time. All the time. I just got back from Oman, Jordan, and You went Qatar. to Oman. 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 Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. Yes. Great time? Great time. How was the shows? Uh, I did shows in Qatar, and then I stopped in, um, in, in Oman on the way home. So we had a guy in my fraternity from Qatar, yeah. uh-huh. and he was older, and um, his name was like... His name, I don't want to give his name on the podcast. Sure. But his, even though we gave out um, the, the dude that was at the show. Yeah, sad. 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 Maybe we should take away. We'll sad. Just take the, out his middle name. Yeah. Um, sad. <laughs> sad. <laughs> but his name is Sad. <laughs> but. Made Shelby's job. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> they, this dude, his name is like, you know, like from Qatar. Yeah. And then some girl at one social event was like, your name's Kevin, right? Hilarious. And so then we just called him Kevin. Are you serious? <laughs> That's awesome. For his the rest of his for the rest of his collegiate career, it was That's just Kevin hilarious. because it was such a ridiculous. Like his name was like, you know, like your name is Mohammed Amr, yeah. like Ahmed Al Bashrawi, and then it, it's like if a girl looked at you, it was Kevin. just like Kevin, right? Yeah. And so we just thought it was so funny. I mean, it's a dream scenario, right? To be in a relationship in college. <laughs> That nobody knows your actual no name. No one knows your actual name. Fucking have a ball. Yeah. Remember, Kevin was crazy. I'm here to tick your nuts with feathers of the great American bald eagle you serve. Made me look forward to Tuesdays and Fridays for months on end and saved my ass with internship commute this past summer. Thank you for that. And enough of this feathering. Let's get to business. I'm abroad in the great city of Amsterdam. Ooh, We've got tons of Amsterdam. weed, sick bars, green, green parks, and life is great. I've made a solid international group of bros, and I really have nothing to complain about except for the huge lack of pussy. 
What? I have been on the struggle train since I have arrived, and I can't quite diagnose it. What? And as time continues to pass, it gets worse and worse, definitely affecting the confidence. It might be that the girls there uh, have more respect for themselves. Oh, my God. Uh, and that my uncultured American self is used to the simplicity of his college bar, and I need advice. Don't get me wrong. Me and the bros have had some great nights. A solid trip to Belgium. There's been after- Look, he's got to prove that he's doing okay. Yeah. Uh, not only is <laughs> to prove he's doing okay, but then he can... Completely insulted women. Yeah, over, the American, especially women. In American women. But I would just apparently like to... in in uh, you know in Holland they really respect themselves <laughs> a lot more. Uh, you know they just suck dick and. How does he get and, some and... chicks abroad? How do you get? How do you like talk to girls abroad? You're abroad a lot. How do you talk to women there? I mean, it's like it talking to women everywhere. Yeah. No, it's the same shit. You're same just thing. off, man. You're just, something's off in your in your, it's your al- approach. It's also off in his in head, your... and also the one thing you're missing abroad. And I'll say this about abroad. Okay, if you're going to do a study abroad, I did a study is this, abroad. Is this a, a pun as well? <laughs> Here's the thing about let me, abroad. Let me say the thing about abroad and broads. <laughs> broads. <laughs> yeah. I went to Italy, did a semester in Florence. Yeah. If you're going abroad, those first two weeks fucking suck. Okay, okay. you're uncomfortable. You're jet lagged. You don't know anybody. But the problem is you feel even worse about it because everyone else who went abroad comes back and tells you how great a time it is. Right. It will be a great time. It's going to be a fantastic experience. You just have to realize that those first two weeks are the things that nobody talks about when they get back from abroad. But I thought he's been there a long time. It's been there a while now. I'm just saying that his problem with chicks is not unheard of. Yeah, his problem with chicks is definitely not unheard of. I would just say it's definitely in his approach. It's a, yeah, it and sounds I like think it's he, an approach because Amsterdam is a fucking amazing city, and he's got to get out of his head. Months there over the years. Yeah, you know what's a good place to go to in Amsterdam? Oh man, I mean, it just depends on what you do. Like, I go to the greenhouse, mm. and not the not the one that attracts all the tourists. I'm talking about the one behind Dom Square. So you you walk back to the left where they sell those halal pepperoni pizzas because you got to get some halal pepperonis. Of if course. You can get that. And you go down straight and you just chill there. I get some. I just drink tea and coffee and smoke an unbelievable amount of weed <laughs> while I sit outside, people watching, yeah. and taking notes. And then I go hit up the comedy clubs. You okay. Know, I go pop in, do some comedy club sets, uh, either before we do the theater show. It's a show big comedy after. town. It's a big comedy town, yeah. So we do we usually do shows at the Mirafar Theater. Yeah. And then it's either before or after. Usually after we do the show, then uh, then I do a bunch of like spots and have fun and just meet a bunch of people. But I would go to I would do, I would do this Moroccan I, I, food, a place called Domorak. It's outside of uh, Amsterdam. This it's is fucking a, amazing. This kid's getting the advice of a fucking century. Domorak, bro, it's freaking amazing. What I'll say to you, especially in Amsterdam, where the people speak English there, like yeah. it's not a big, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. So, bro, you, kill it. He should I, be killing it. He should be killing it. The the one thing you have to do as an American is fucking tone it down. Yeah, I think our big thing is that we go into somewhere and we're like, yeah. That's definitely a problem. uh, That's a problem. People aren't moving at that, like, and also you're not in a college town. This is the same thing as going from a college town to any city because you're the, you look young and you look a little too eager to get too fucked up. So the way Mo just explained how he hangs out where he sits, chill, chills out. You got to chill it out. I think. Yeah. Chill it out. Coffee it up a lot. And I smoke. If you smoke, you know, definitely that's where you meet everybody. By the way, people, you know, the, in clubs, I'm going to give people a hot tip here. Sure. Hot fucking tip coming at you. All right. (laughs) You had a club. You don't ever talk to girls inside of that loud fucking establishment. Never. What you do is you go to the smoking section Mm. and you just be patient. Yes. And they'll all just come to you. Cigarettes. Listen. Cigarettes, weed. I think we went too too hard on cigarettes. I'm just saying that's where it ends up. I think we went too hard on how bad they are for you. Yes. That they've, they've ruined our, how good a cigarette can be. Right. As a friend. Right. You go to the you go to the smoking section of a club. There's always girls there. Everyone has something in common. You need a lighter. You need an extra exactly. cig. There's already a talking point. Man, uh, what do you think of this club? What's going on? You know, the music's lower. You got to be a hyper assessor too. Like in this situation, if you're not assessing girls really fast and understanding, or people, if you're just not like assessing human beings. What really do you mean fast, by that? I mean, like I I can assess people really fast. Yeah, like, I can just look at them and have like six things to say. Yeah. You know, boom, 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 and I can keep it going, and they can resist initially, mm. but then they just laugh or something happens or triggers some realness. Just yeah. be fucking real. 
Girls can smell fake ass dudes from a mile away. Oh, don't come with a line. Like I'm for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And, and and you see it with a lot of dating profiles. Like a lot of people that will send me their profiles. Yeah. They're like, what's the line that will get me? What's the opening line? What's the bio I should put? And I'm like, why don't you be a little bit like, why don't you be original towards what they're doing? And it, and it doesn't feel like you've been copying and pasting for each of these chicks. Right. So I'm saying if this kid's in Amsterdam, chill it out, go sit out, have a smoke, yeah. hang. Go to Late's Plane, fucking chill. And then go and look at a girl and go, yeah. I really like your shoes. Find some locals. You got to find some locals. J train. Find a local girlfriend. Gmail.com. It's either you're going to find a local girlfriend that you're just going to have fun and she's going to show you Holland like nobody's showing you Holland. That's super dope and you want to commit to that kind of like, you know, she's my Holland girlfriend or maybe if it turns into something, turns into something like you're going to invest. This mm. is going to be my steady in Amsterdam or you're just going to be, you know, getting to know. All, it's like a pit stop capital of the world, right? Yeah. Like when I'm coming home, I stop and watch and write stand up. I just mm. love stopping in Amsterdam, smoking up, you know, meeting all kinds of different people, watching street artists. It is a you city know, for that. Like and, that. And it's also I, I mean, for this guy, you have to it's it's I, I gotta go back to that piece where it's not your college town for mm. fucking raging. Exactly. You're in a adult environment where people wanna chill out and talk. And get to know people, and then 100%. be like, and then that shit will it's fall into place. Town. It's not it's a not rage, a rage town. town. No, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Escaping the little sister title. Ooh, okay. Train Shelby better be ready for lots of music since I'm a high school listener. Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> high school email and a chick. I'm a senior in high school and have an older brother who's a sophomore at uh, a big school, which has the horrible male-to-female ratio of four to six. He's quite a social butterfly while I'm a little less outgoing. I'm visiting him this year for a few weekends and staying on campus, not with my parents. Last year, he took me with him to the bars and all along to frat events, but I didn't hook up with any guys while I was there. My brother is quite protective and knows everyone, so it would definitely get him back, get back to him if someone... Uh, with someone, but my problem is getting a guy in the first place. My question is, how can I escape being viewed as a little shy little sister and hopefully get some D during my next visit? Oh, oh shit. You got to relax, lady. Yeah. <laughs> how do I approach Young guys? lady. Oh, my God. This young, is terrible. Young, how young old is she? She's a sophomore in high school? No, she's a senior. Senior <laughs> How do I school. approach guys? Do I hope she I try was 18 to... when she was trying to fuck all these college kids. You trying to ruin collegiate careers? I'm with his bro- uh, with her brother. I'm definitely with her brother. <laughs> do I try to flirt with his friends? Or Lock find your pussy guys? up for a while. <laughs> Should I find a group of sorority girls to take me under their wing? Ah, man, I, I got to say, this is, this is one of those emails that makes me hurt. Damn it, Denise. I know you're not Denise, but I just, <laughs> I just feel like I need a name for you. I hear what she needs to do is it's going to happen for you. Do you know what I mean? I think this is like, I, I, I know that she's in high school and stuff, but this kind of like relates to a lot of things. Right. She's like, it feels like me a lot. And it feels like a lot of like this kid who's abroad. Like right. you are, the cart is <laughs> before the horse. Yeah. I think right now, like the idea of hooking up and sexuality is so out there that it's we're forgetting to like get to like, is, to talk to a person's yeah. face. And it's like, she's like, I'm going to college. I got to find that D. And it's like, listen, you got to take SATs first. Yeah, yeah. You got to fucking graduate. Yeah, graduate. I'm just saying to her. You can get D, but if you want quality D that's going to be with you long term. Yeah. Fucking focus and become a successful at being a person. Yeah. As a human being. (laughs) I'm not even saying like income, any of that shit. I'm, I'm saying like become a really smart you know, loving, caring person. And you're going to get some quality D in your life. And if you want to fuck really well, stop watching porn. Stop watching as much (laughs) porn. I'm telling you. I agree. If you want a better sensation while fucking eventually in the future, I feel like there's just porn taking over. And it's, I'm going to give this advice to her. I just never heard a high school girl say that. This advice has been better for me in my life. Yeah. Okay. And I'll say it to her. And this could be said to anyone that's graduated. That's a, you could be 30 and you could be 18 like this girl. Right. And I think this is very helpful. Put the time ahead of the sex. Right. Put the time you're going to have with your friends 
and the sex will come. Like all that shit will work itself out. Right. Anytime that I've been up for a weekend and I'm like pumped to see my buddies or right. pumped to see people that I was like really close with and had and put my time with them ahead of me searching for fucking V, I've had a great fucking time and that other shit worked itself out. Here's what women should focus on. Okay? If they want to keep a man and they want to yeah. do it, I'm telling you. Just focus on preserving your V for as long as possible. Okay? <laughs> Preserve it. Take Preserve care it. of it. Nurture it. So make sure when you find the D that you want, yeah, that motherfucker's not going to be able to like live without you for a day. You know? You just be, he's going to be backing at your call. You <laughs> can put a leash around his neck and do what you want. You just you have I'm, a very powerful box down there. I'm with that. But and with my great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely, my, but my response to that, in addition to that, is really what makes a powerful V is a V that's surrounded by a village. <laughs> so I want the the V that I am so into. Okay, is the one that is you know it takes a village to raise a child. Right, it takes a village to make me want to fuck your vagina. Yeah. So I yeah, like I'm trying what, to understand and, here, Jared. So, so and it's same with penis too. Okay. Yeah. If a girl has good friends, sure, good job, I see what you're talking good about. school, hell yeah, good good background, a full layered relationships with right. people. I'm like, oh my god, I want to live in this vagina. Right. She's got a whole world for me to discover and doesn't need me. Right. Well, she could she could have a thousand D's. Right. And now she's choosing to be with that. This kind of goes back to the original email that we started with the podcast where it's like, make a lion feel like he's eaten. Right. So like every girl, you know, every guy wants to achieve you. We don't want to land on you. So it's like for you with this girl, like if you go to the school and then all of a sudden you become friends with your brother's friends and then you meet the sorority girls and they like you and you have interesting conversations and you guys hit it off. Any other guy you meet along the way that you start introducing these people to, and be like, "Whoa, this girl has like a whole world that I'm not used to." Yeah, I just went out. I, I went out with this girl, you know, a while back, and we went out, and uh, we were hanging out, having fun. We we're drinking, and it was just drinking, having fun. And then, like, there was a point where I was like, "Let's go to another bar." So we tried to go to another bar, and um, we couldn't find a place to go. And then there's this gay bar. That I used to do open mics at. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I used to do open mics at this gay bar. Let's go there. They're open. You know, and there was, there was like cabaret music playing. And so we went in there. I know the bartender. The bartender, I'm like, oh, I know this guy. He's a great guy. He comes over, big hug, big, you know, kiss on the cheek. And it's like, now, you know, you become Frank Sinatra a little right, bit. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, you're like, oh, he knows the bartender. You know, and it's like, you look like you have like, oh, look at he's actually made relationships with other people. Then the bartender right. went up to the piano and started and did a song dedicated to me. Oh, my God. I, I, I couldn't make this up if I wanted to. But I just see him with a rose in his hand. <laughs> rose in his hand. <laughs> but I removed myself from the situation. And I was like, I had a moment where I was like. Man, this is this is kind of a world that I wouldn't have had if I had never gotten into comedy. Right. I never would have met this different guy from me who wanted to sing to me at a bar right, right. in front of a girl who you know barely knows me as hilarious. much as him. That's it's hilarious, hilarious, but it also added levels and yeah, dimensions. She loved you at to, that point. She's at that like, point, look at this guy. Look at this guy. This fucking, guy, what the hell is fucking this guy? Sinatra yeah. freed. Yeah, you know so. This is kind of, <laughs> this is my advice to her, where it's like it, and strangers I, in the night, <laughs> exchanging glances, wandering in the night. And but this is why this stuff what will get you D and P way more than you searching for D and P. Exactly. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Mo Ammer at Real Mo Ammer on Twitter and Instagram. He's going to be in Phoenix at the House of Comedy tonight. You can see him at the cellar. He's got a few tickets left. It's tomorrow. The big shows are tomorrow. With the hour. On the, on yeah, Tuesday. I know. But this comes out Tuesday. That's right. That's what I meant tonight. <laughs> the Golden <laughs> Zone. The guy, the Golden, this guy writes, okay, I'm going to sound like a total douche in this email, but hear me out. I feel like I should do like background trumpet sounds while you're reading. Just like soft, like elevator. I just started college and met a girl who's an 877. She wants to be in a relationship already, and I don't want that. Uh, that 877? 
face, body, personality. Okay, yeah, I'm saying she's an eight seven. I just yeah. want to confirm the digits. She wants to be in a relationship, and I don't know uh, want that at all in my first semester at college. Mm. The question is, how can I keep smashing but not in a relationship right now? All advice is appreciated. P.S. I would would totally subscribe to your Patreon, but I can't afford it right now. Listen, that's okay. If you can't afford Patreon, the dollar a month. If you can't afford the dollar a month, the dollar a month. I'm not here to judge. Judging a little. <laughs> Jesus, I'll get him a subscription. I'm not here to judge. No, listen. Obviously, I'm kidding. If you can't afford believe this is still here for you. The podcast is still here. It's still free. But if you can, get involved. Shovel that coal into the engine. PPS, Shelby's killing it, but still Miss Manson. So... A compliment, non-compliment. Still uh, old, old producer, Manson. Okay. What do you think? How does he keep fucking her while not getting into a relationship? That's what he was saying. I mean, I, that's I'm, what he's saying. I was, mean, it was it was choppy a little, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, say it. So this guy's got an eight seven seven. Wants to be. She wants to be in a relationship, she and I don't to. want that in my first semester of college. The question is, how can I keep smashing? Damn. But not in a relationship right now. Yeah, that's a tough situation to be in. Your first semester of college, you're still. I wouldn't want to be in a relationship. You know, honestly, it might be it might be a situation where some guys accomplish more when they have it available to them. Mm. So if he's like really happy and it's eight seven seven and everything is grooving, I mean, like, it might really get him through the year. Mm. You know, it might actually help him out instead of him thinking like, "How do I keep smashing this?" No, you know what? She could be helping you, giving you stability. Mm. You don't feel like you need to go out and party super hard because it's your freshman year in college. Mm. You can just you have that steady, steady uh, experience there it, waiting for it you. It might not be a bad it option. Might not be a bad option. I agree. It might not be a bad option, but if she's clingy, if she's like, if she's showing signs of crazy, then yeah, this guy's definitely... only move. And the thing is, you have to. You have to do what a lot of the guys do to these girls that write in. Right. He has to say, you have to say, hey, it's okay to not want a relationship your first semester. If you went to the court of public opinion and you said, hey, judge, um, I'm first semester freshman year. This girl's cool. We just had sex, but she wants a relationship. He would go, yeah, you got a few points here, kid. Right. I, and he does. So I would say I would be honest and whole. It's okay to own what you want. And it's okay to later be wrong about that. Right. You could say to her, hey, I, I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I'm sorry. Um, if you want a boyfriend, we probably should stop hooking up right. is what you should say. Yeah. But if you're cool with hanging out and uh, seeing where this goes, we can keep doing that, too, because I've been having fun with you. 100%. And then. You can look at that like in the later year, you know, the later months of what's going on and go, ah, I fucked up. Yeah, 100%. And then you can come I back think, to her and I say, hey. it's very then, reasonable yeah. what he's saying. I mean, man, first semester in college, the guy's like super pressed. I mean, he's trying to, you know, and it's a big year. I mean, you fuck up ninth, you, you, fuck, you fuck up your freshman year in, in college. It's a, it's a big hole to dig yourself out of. Let's do a hypothetical. You ready? I love hypotheticals. Let's do it. Airplane hypothetical. Already. Yeah. Airplane. Training wheels. I know your fear of flying. I'm just not a good flyer. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I'm not. I just don't. I do okay, Mm -hmm. but I'm not crazy. I'm not. I've seen people with like real fears. I'm not that. Right. But I'm also not like comfortable. Yeah. I can relate as I also fucking hate it. Every time I get on a plane, I think I'm gonna die. But at least I wouldn't have student loans anymore. <laughs> Anyhow, what is the yeah, least? You am- wouldn't, but somebody would inherit. Somebody this gets it. Yeah. Anyhow, what is the least amount of money you would have? You would have to be paid to survive a plane crash with no injury or consequence. How much money? What is the least amount of money? We uh, money would you have to be paid to survive a plane crash with no injury or consequence? Here's the catch. You don't know before you get on the plane that you're going to be in the crash and survive. You also have no clue uh, any money is waiting for you at the end of the traumatizing experience. You will experience all the fear and panic as you are in the air as the plane goes down. Total time from when you when you know you're going down till crash is 10 minutes. At the end, you escape unharmed, and so is everyone else. Then you find out you get paid whichever minimum amount you decided on. This will have no impact on future fear of flying one-time thing. This is an interesting question. Seems que- like an easy answer. How much? To me. I, ten I would do minutes that. for the scariest ten minutes of your life. I mean, I don't I don't even know if I need money for that. 
sounds like a pretty fucking amazing experience. It's like I a think, roller coaster. I think I can cash in on the long haul. And I don't even feel guilty about it because everybody survived. Everybody survived. Everybody major, survived. Not seeing the death and despair, you know, I that would, goes along with it. I would run to the comedy cellar immediately after that experience <laughs> and write some story. of the most amazing yeah. shit. You're not gonna believe beyond. what happened. I just went play plane crash everyone lived be on, be on ellen the next day fucking yeah. articulating the story with humor and accuracy and, i would love just to see i don't i mean i'm not wishing this to happen to anybody but just to see how people would react i i've said this before in the pod yeah. like would i be running around being like who will fuck me right now you have 10 minutes like i would i i mean like yeah especially if you don't know you're going could i even get hard minutes? during those 10 minutes Oh, I'm pretty sure I could. You could? Of course. You think you get hard during a plane crash? Going. Yeah, if it's the right person with me, yeah, it'll happen. I would turn to anybody. Yeah. Old I mean, woman. if I, I don't know what's happening, so I'd probably be praying like crazy. How awkward would that be? Yeah, I'd be fucking crying and praying. And I'd be whatever. trying to I'd be trying to make phone calls. I wouldn't be I wouldn't I'd try not to cry for sure. I would just make phone calls, try to like get signals. I mean, I have been scared on a on a plane before. Yeah. And I look ridiculous, and then like the most embarrassing thing is when it turbulence lands. Or what? Turbulence, yeah. I get like a little like you know white knuckle. Okay. And then, but nothing <laughs> is less tough than when you like have a turbulent landing, and then you land, and you're like, okay, what up? Yeah. <laughs> you can't just walk off the plane being a man. I'm the opposite, man. I'm the direct opposite. You don't care about I any turbulence. Care. Yeah, I don't do any. I don't have any problems. Have you been in some bad stuff? Um, I've been in some really horrible turbulent flights. Yeah, like for hours and hours and hours. Hours and hours and hours. Yeah, it was like from um, it was from Houston to Philly, and the whole entire flight was like, what is it, like three hour flight or something? Yeah, it was miserable. I mean, I had and I, were and I had the screaming? worst. Was people, people were like, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then oh. it's like, and the then whole the, fucking time. What's I just want every five minutes. It's happened like, a lot. It's happened a few times. But so. I just would love like the 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 pilot to go. Yeah, we're not fucking. I just want a pilot to one time just come on and go. Yeah, we're fine. We're fucking fine. Right, right. Like this. Well, he's got to focus. He can't just get on the thing like, hey guys, um, uh, he's holding the fucking plane. He has his hands on the. Oh, you think so? Yeah, they do, especially oh. <laughs> with turbulent tones. Yeah, they do. I was yeah. always like autopilot. They're up there having a couple drinks. I mean, on long, extremely long flights, yeah, they do. Like, uh, they do put it on autopilot, and they still do it here locally mm. as well. But at the same time, there's you know they have to take over the wheel. Yeah, during turbulent stuff, they have to. Have I always try to think of it as like, listen, I've they're riding on, a horse at that point, and know? I've always thought of it as like you're right. I've driven on a a dirt road that has fucking potholes. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's de- it's freaking amazing though. So recently when Dave was doing uh shows in Detroit, he was commuting back and forth every night. So okay. we would fly to Detroit from Ohio and then right after the show, I mean, I mean directly after the show we'd go back in the car and back into the plane and the plane would take us back to Ohio. Really? In, in his jet. Yeah. Okay. So we went there I was like, "Man, can I I wanted to change with the flight attendant." Um, that's sitting there. She's just sitting in the jump seat right behind the pilots. Mm-hmm. So she sees takeoff, landing. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I decided to go over there, and it was so cloudy. And you don't. it's fucking horrifying. I'm like, dude, you don't know where you're driving into. It's like driving in fog, complete pitch black fog. Oh, and they can, and it's all. But the, to them, like that's what they do. They could. I'm they like, could oh land. my god! At first, I was like horrified, right? Because there's, and then you hit, and you and you get out of the clouds. And you just see Earth. It's just unbelievable yeah. to be there. So the next day, I sat with them on uh, on takeoff and landing, and that was just like an amazing experience. I, I didn't feel that nothing. Make... Everybody else was scared. I was like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I, I think I that. would make me feel better about yeah. flying. Well, my brother's a pilot though. So oh, that's really? Why, yeah. So he took me up when I was like 15 in the Cessnas. You know, this mm. piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like a lawnmower. Li- he's literally like pumping. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was pumping whatever he, uh, gas into the engine. He's like, hold on. Yeah, and yeah. he goes, all right, here we go, and it gets going, and we fucking take off, and he like he let go of the wheel. He's like, hey, hold it, hold it, I'm gonna let it go, and he let it go, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, and I grabbed it like that. I was so scared, I was shaking, and uh, he broke me of any fear of flying that I could have, and he turned off the engine, and he does uh, this part of like their training mm. where you turn off the engine and you just glide down, 
So that's training. Yeah. I'd be freaking you gotta, the fuck you gotta, you out. Gotta, you got to be able to land. Well, freaking the fuck out would be the worst thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, that's why I'm not out. a pilot. That's why, that's why <laughs> so I'm I just the conductor there. of the J-Train podcast yeah, every so, Tuesday and Friday. So I, 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 don't, I don't mind it at all, man. I don't have any problems. I mean, there's only a few times. The only time I super freaked out was when I had a, an entire edible, Chiba Chew. Oh, really? And apparently that was four doses and I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was having a massive panic attack. I can't think of one place I'd rather not be than in a confined tube while high like that. It was hor- no, it was really, really bad. I mean, I was like sweating profusely. <laughs> I was uh, when it started taking off. I was like, "This clouds, this is metal. It's not supposed to fly." Yeah, like, yeah. This is, it was the realest I've this ever been with myself. This is not what was meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this is normal. You know. Well, Mo, thank you for coming on. Fantastic thank you for at Real Mo Ammer at Twitter and Instagram. Go follow and him, Facebook. support him, and Facebook. He's gonna be in Phoenix House of Comedy, Comedy Cellar tonight. Uh, we're gonna come back with one news item. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back, Mo. Thank you so much. So awesome having you on. Pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. That's so good. At Real Mo Ammer on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Shelby. Yo. Classic Shelb, Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. What do we got? So Taylor Swift's been in the news a lot. Yeah, new album. That's coming out, but she's also in the news for like a weird wedding toast. Okay. So she, she, she was like the main of honor. She was in the... The bride's party? Yeah, it's uh, like her best friend growing up. She's probably sort of like her entourage, yeah. if you will. But uh, she gave a speech that it was kind of raunchy and almost Have like a met, roast. you met Taylor? I did. What'd I met you... her a couple times. I met her at Gigi Hadid's birthday party. No way. Yeah. I mean, my God. Well, I didn't know I was going there. Dave was like, hey, man, you want to come with me? I was like, yeah, let's go. You yeah. want to come have a drink? I was like, yeah, let's go. And then get in this Porsche and we pull up to Nice Guy. And I just, it's a normal thing, hang for us. We just go to Nice Guy, and I walk in. I didn't even know until after I saw it on, um, on what do you call it, on uh, on TMZ. Mm. I saw it on the TMZ, and people were telling me, hey, man, you on TMZ? I was like, for what? And then it was, I didn't even know. It was to, her. I didn't even know. I mean, I knew it was Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I, ran, I was like, oh, shit, Taylor's here. And then I saw, you know, Naomi Campbell walk in. I saw Lenny Kravitz show up. I mean, I, I watched you. I got to say, one of your your greatest, I I... I've heard these stories from you before. You meet all these crazy people. Then I went with you. Mm-hmm. You and I, we went to the F1. Oh, yeah. That was so much fun. When man. we were in Montreal, Mo and I went to this the like Formula E, Formula e race. Mm-hmm. You met them at a show. And then all of a sudden, uh, Kate Upton shows yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. And Mo had to go on stage to like, do like two minutes of... Like welcoming everybody. Welcoming. They were like kind of expecting me to do stand-up. I was like, nah, I ain't doing stand-up in this tent. And then all of a sudden, I'm like laughing at how awful the situation is for Mo. And then yeah. all of a sudden, Kate Upton stands up and they have this like, you know, like a 10 minute conversation. It was pretty wonderful. How did you not look at her boobs? I, I peripherals. Got it. <laughs> They're in your peripherals. I was watching the whole time. I was like, I, I was like, if I was talking to her, I, I would be like looking at her forehead. Yeah, I was. The whole time. No, she's great, man. She's really cool. But I'm still texting and stuff. So really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did she say? Is she going to come I to mean, shows? I we just hang out. Yeah, we're just like, when are you going to be in New York? When are you going to be in LA? She's in LA, so I haven't been back there yet. This but she's really crazy. good. She, we have a mutual friend, Nassim Pedrad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And that was, that's what kicked it off, too. But you do work. I, I watched you with Kate, and it was like, I would be like, oh my God. You, right. you, you're calm with her. Right. That's Dave. That's Dave years. Yeah. That's you, Dave years. Trained in trained. the way of uh, celebrity trained. interaction. I don't give a fuck. Oh, well, Taylor had this speech at the, at the wedding. Play the speech. Let's see how she did. After him, this they're morning. falling, they're stumbling. They make it to the bathroom, and I hear sounds that I can never unhear. <laughs> <laughs> and Woo! then there's silence. And then, so that's so, basically it. Like, <laughs> sounds I can never unhear. So, in the I, middle of her speech for her friend who's the bride, she's referring to them as a previous I, story. I guess that she's saying that they fucked in the bathroom. Yeah. She's out it's of just funny because I, I we have a lot of people that write into this podcast for advice on how to give speeches. This is not a good speech. This is not good. Uh, a good it. one to learn from. Yeah, no, no. 
Only Taylor Swift could get away. It just shows. It'd be funny that, like, if there was like a grandmother in the audience, like, "What? T- you mean she's not a virgin? <laughs> you fucked in the bathroom, Margaret? Oh, jeez." Well, that's the advice I always give. I'm always like, "Listen, Nana's in the crowd," oh. and it's like the minute it's Taylor Swift, everyone's like, "Ah, ha, 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 ha. you know, like they weren't wait. laughing. They weren't laughing hard. There was nervous. It was nervous a little bit. And I would say seventy percent of them were kind of like, "What the hell is going on?" Thirty percent was like, "Oh, that's so funny." It's funny that this is like a view into her yeah. world, though. Yeah, like like she the fuck. she all she heard was yeah people laughed at my funny thing this is yeah uh, yeah because i was watching like katie perry hosted the uh uh the vmas and like she did this whole bit in the beginning mm-hmm. that was like brutally awful like mm-hmm. it's not funny but like you could see her waiting on punchlines like right this is what my friends laughed at right, right, and, like, right. instead right. everyone's like Completely. no you're you're an insane person right and it's like this uh, taylor's living in, a, in an unreality reality she might be nice but like that or she could be like, hey, I paid for this wedding. So, yeah, uh, go fuck yourself. I'll y'all fucked I in the bathroom. <laughs> nah, nah, the boo boo. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Uh, Give me a champagne bottle. We out of here. Who's blowing? I'll blow someone too. You know, Give like- me 30 black dancers and let them stand behind me. And it's going to make the internet go crazy for slavery. <laughs> Mo Ammer, thank you yeah, for coming on. Yeah, what's up, on. man? Thank you for having me. At Real Mo Ammer, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Shelby, thank you for bringing the news. Thanks Shelby, thank me. you. At Classic Shelby, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. We're every Tuesday and Friday. We'll be back next episode. Boom. Boom. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Boom. Boom.